Rabbi a guten Erev, Erev, Shabbos Kodesh. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, for those of you in Chutz Lord, it's Parshas B'chuk Kaysai, the end of Sefer Vayikra, Shabbos Chazak. For those of us from Eretz Yisrael, the Shabbos is Parshas Bamidbar, the new Sefer Apikudim. And we're holding uh, on the 40th day of the Aymer, which is when this recording is being recorded. I am presently on a trip to the United States of America. I was Hashem to be able to makayim some great mitzvahs. Number one, to be able to be mechabed my mother, she should be gezut and stark and spend the Shabbos with her. And also to see Talmidim in different parts of the East Coast. I was in Baltimore for Shabbos. We had a Malava Malka, Motzei Shabbos, by a Talmud's house with a few Talmidim and Talmidim's children, which was a great nachas. And presently I'm in the New York, New Jersey area and I'm going to be flying out tomorrow to Los Angeles where I am going to be spending Shabbos in the Pico Robertson area. It's the first time I'm going to be in Los Angeles and. I think close to three years since the beginning of COVID. And um, the trek hopefully should be to Ellis. I'm going to be speaking in a, a few places and hopefully get a chance to see as many Talmudians as I possibly can. And <clears throat> to share together Nachas and to be able that we should all grow together. The um, I'd like to speak about the fact that, you know, I will speak some Dever Chizuk. Uh, the world that we're living in, as we see, is a world in turmoil, just being here in the United States, even for a short time, and to hear the... Uh, all I can say is that really the horrible news of, a, of a, another mass Retzach in Texas. Many, many children were killed. And it's really so senseless and so beyond that comprehension that uh, the deprivation of what society has become... And it's the opposite of what we Yidden uh, are taught and hopefully that we're able to keep. You know, the world, unfortunately, we see is is fraying at the edges and uh, the concept of the covet of man is not important and a person can go out and not judging anyone over here, mental health issues not to be diminished, but the retzach of people is just beyond the comprehension. And the Yid is taught to believe in the chiyus of Adam, the life of man, and the per, pers, 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 preservation of man. We even believe to Mechal Shabbos in order for a person to stay alive. Where do we get this from? So the truth is we could try to juxtapose the two parshias of Parshas B'chu and Parshas Midbar. As we know, the Parshas B'chu speaks about him, B'chu if we'll follow in the precepts of the Torah, we'll be Amal the Torah, and we'll, 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 we'll be joyous in the Torah, we'll go in the ways of the Torah, then we're going to get all the blessings. And if unfortunately we're not a Melem Torah, and we do not enjoy the Torah, and we don't keep the precepts of the Torah and the morals of the Torah, then as we know, the entire world was created by the Torah for the Torah, and if one will accept upon himself, as we know, Kla Yisrael was asked to accept the Torah in Har Sinai, and if not, they would love Shom Teik Veraschem, and um, the Rabbanu Shem says he's waiting for Vav 
He's waiting for Vav Sivan, and um, if not, the world would turn back to Tohu Vavo, to nothingness. And unfortunately, we see a world today which seems to be that it's reverting back to Tohu Vavo, but we have a haftacha that we're going to be able to see the brachas, but it's only if we attach ourselves to this concept of Har Sinai. So the, this week's parsha for those of us in Eretz Yisrael, Medayim Hashem Hamashiach B'Midim Bar Sinai. We'll speak a little bit more about that context in a second. And last week's parsha, which is your parsha, parsha B'Chukaisai, which speaks about B'Chukaisai Telechu, all emanates from Sinai. And um, I, last year I said over a word which I heard um, that in parsha B'Midbar the Rashi points out. Sinai, speaking about Pikudim, so Rashi says, Because of the, 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 the cherishness that HaKadosh Baruch has towards Kla Yisrael, he's always counting us. He counted us when we left Egypt. He counted us after we did the Chet Diego to see how many people were remained. He counts us now when he wants to be Mashrit HaShchina on Kla Yisrael. And on Echad Benissan, it was Hukam HaMishkan, Echad Meir, the first month of the first day of the month of year, he counts us. But it's brought down its form that if you take a look at all of the parish, all of the chumash and the chamisha chumshitayra, the beginnings always are beginnings of chiba, of tremendous love and affection that Hakadosh Baruch has for us. Bereishis, as Rashi points out, Bishul Yisrael Shinikereishis, Rebbeinu Shem created the, the whole entire world, the entire sheishis yomim that the Rebbeinu Shem created, the entire cosmic world and our world. Was all for the purpose of Kla Yisrael, Bishul Yisrael Shnikereshes, Bishul Atayrish Shnikereshes, and it speaks about the cherishness. Parsha Shmais begins with the recounting of the Shvatim, and Rashi says that the Shvatim, each one, was another star, was Kachavim, and Akharz Baruch Hu is wants to count it because he has Chavivas. Parsha Vayikra, Kriya is a lashon of Chiba, a, a lashon of expression of. Of, of a love and affection that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to Moshe Rabbeinu, therefore he was Kairim. He wasn't Vayedaber, it wasn't the Lushen of Mikre, Vayakar, which we find by Bilam, but rather it was a complete, complete Vayikra, even though it was a Al of Zira. We once had a great word on that, we will leave that for right now. But the main thing is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cherished and he loves Moshe Rabbeinu, which, and he also speaks to Klai Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu is the, the, the Shliach of Klai Yisrael. Pashas by Midbar, we just mentioned. Rashi points out that Tochibos and Parshas Devarim, Ve'ela Devarim, and Rashi says that even though the Torah is speaking about Tochachos, but Hakadosh Baruch only said it beremes. He only said it as a hint because he didn't want to embarrass Klai Yisrael because he has chiba for Klai Yisrael. The Rebbeinu Shalom chose Klai Yisrael from all the nations. He went around and all the nations were given an opportunity to accept the Torah, but only Klai Yisrael said Nasev and Ishma. Main purpose of the of the world was for Klal Yisrael, and this we have to realize what kind of responsibility we have, that in order that Hakadosh Baruch Hu should continue to shower us with chiba, it's only if we're going to accept upon ourselves the Torah as best as we can as we get closer. Nine days left until Shavuos. The more we accept upon ourselves the Nasev and Nishma, and we recognize we are the Amah Nivchar, and we. Our joy, we ourselves look for Chayim, we look to express how much life is important, then we become fit for this. The Ramban in this week's parasha points out 
in the concept of Pekudim, it says an amazing, amazing thing that Moshe and Aaron had a special relationship. Moshe and Aaron themselves were the, were the, were the uh, census takers. And it says, I'll just read the Lashon of the Ramban on the Pasuk Memhei, when it speaks about the counting. It says, Ki have lefnei av hanaviim va'achiv hakadosh Hashem. Hakadosh Baruch the 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 entire klayisol uh, was brought in front of Moshe Rabbeinu and his holy brother. Moshe is called Av Naviim and his holy brothers Aaron. His holy brothers Aaron Hakayin. And the Ramban says Moshe and Aaron knew every single person. There was over three million people. He knew every single individual. And it will be for them as that they had a relationship with the Gadol. And we always speak about this in uh, the concept that the Gadolim have a tremendous relationship with members of Klai Yisrael. But this was a side that was implanted into us by Moshe and Aaron in the, in the, in the Pekudim, in the census of Klai Yisrael. And not only that, but when people would come in front of Moshe and Aaron, they would put the Moshe and Aaron would put in front of them the Ayin Teva, and they would ask for, they would daven for them, that HaKadosh Baruch should have mercy upon them. This is the greatest aspect of, of Chiba, that the Gedolim have a personal relationship. When anyone has a relationship, I was speaking to certain Talmudim this week, about trying to find a Rav, to be able to have a relationship with a Rav, and I urge everybody, you know, the Ner Yaakov Rebbeim, for sure, you want to, and our terrorist Yaakov, you want to be able to try to keep that relationship. But no matter what, if you're in a community, you should try to have a relationship with the Rav. And if you can have a relationship with the Godel, it's even better. This is the, the, one of the aspects we want to bring out of this week's parasha. To add on to this, we want to tell you over a word from the Magan Avram and a Gavaldik Amaisa. The Magan Avram says, that why do we read Sefer Rus on Shavuos? There are many, many answers to this. And he says that Rus and Nomi had to go through a lot of Yisurim, had to go through a lot of suffering. And no matter how much suffering they had, but it was worthwhile because of the Torah and the relationship to the Torah. We know that Rus came from Moab, as we're learning in the Daf Hayami. She could have gone back to her nation and she didn't have to go through the suffering. But no, she saw that this is the choice of life that she chose to follow after Nomi, who went through so much suffering, losing her husband, losing her sons. And it's still Kedai. It's worthwhile because of the greatness which they were able to receive by being connected to the Torah. Rav Hutner Zatzal, great Maisa, Rav Hutner, when he was in Eretz Yisrael, when he was just married, he had learned in Slabotka, and then he ended up coming with his wife to Eretz Yisrael in 1929. And he happened to be Learning in the Hever, in the Hever, Yeshiva, and the Yeshiva was in Hever, the Slabot Yeshiva was then in Hever. But the Shabbos, when there was the pogrom in 1929, and many, many Yeshiva Bachram, and many Talmud Chacham, and many Yidin were killed by the Arabs, Yamach Shemam, Rav Hutner, that Shabbos was in Yushalayim, and he was saved from the pogrom. Many, many years later, the famous story that Rav Hutner, when he made Aliyah, his plane was hijacked, I think it was a Pan Am flight, and it was hijacked to Jordan. And they were ended up being held by the Palestinians. And there's a whole story about how they were able to somehow get out of there. I myself was able to be at the airport in JFK when Rav Hutner was finally released, together with many, many of the Shavuyim that were there. And it was a great, great simcha. I remember the singing of Chasti Hashem Kilo Somna Kilo Cholor Racham of 
from being together with my Rebbe with Moshe Feinstein, all the Gedolim came to greet Rafutner. Rafutner commented that he went through a lot of suffering on that plane. They, almost, they were talking about maybe killing them and everything else. He said, why did he have the Yisurim? He says, because when he originally came to Eretzvah, he didn't go through the Yisurim, the suffering of his brethren, of his fellow members of the Hebron Yeshiva. He was away that Shabbos. And he was saved. And the only way you can be kind Eretz Yisrael, as the Gemara says in Brachas, is through the ability to be able to withstand suffering. Eretz Yisrael's Niknis B'Yisurim, the Gemara says. Teirah's Niknis B'Yisurim. Olam Haba's Niknis B'Yisurim. We see from here a great thing, and therefore Rafutner felt that could be the reason why he was captured many, many years later. Was I think it was in the seventies? Was uh, because he had to go through suffering in order to acquire Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi says, "No question, we don't want to have to go through suffering, but we have to be willing in order to suffer in order to get the Torah because the Torah is that important. That's how chavav it is." In the beginning of Parshas Bamidbar, is a great vort they always like to say over. It says, that Moshe Rabbeinu, HaKadosh Baruch speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu. It starts off in the desert of Sinai, in the meeting tent, and which, which seems to be saying that the desert is the, the, the large place and the Oyel Moed is the small place. Then it says, the first of the month, Hasheni of the second year, the first of the second month, which is year, on the second year, on the second year of the leaving of Mitzrayim. And here, there are a Chaim already points out that the order doesn't seem to be the same. When it speaks about numbers, it says the smaller number first and the larger numbers second. The first of the month, of the first of the second month, and on the second year. So in Numbers, we're speaking about um, going up from the lowest to the high. But over here, when it speaks about the place, it speaks about Midbar Sinai, which seems to be the larger place, and Olamoli seems to be the smaller place. Uniformity would have dictated that it should have said, Then it would have been ordered, like it says in the Numbers. First is the smaller number, then there's a higher number. First is the smaller place, and then there's a the higher place. And we always find of saying that, well, here we see a Givaldika Yisoyed. That especially in physicality, when we speak about space, the real true larger space is not the desert. The true larger space is the Ohel Moed. The Ohel Moed, which captures the, the, the essence of the spirituality, the, dy- the, dy- the, the, the dynamics of what the Iker of the world is, which is the Ruchnius, the Oil Mayid is a lot more important than the Midmar Sin. Midmar Sin might be vast, might be all kinds of, and the, the truth is that we take a look at the world, that's really the way it is. It looks like the world is so vast, so large. And the, and, 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 and the, the people learning in the Beis Medrash, they're not, they're not that important. But no, we realize those people sitting learning in the Beis Medrash, those places which have Batek and we enter the Batek that's the real uh, essence. I was in Manhattan this week. Uh, I gave a shir on a Monday night to a group of, 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 of people that live in the Upper East Side. Stefan Beskila always had a shir in his house. Now he did it together with the Rechabad Rebbe and they asked me to come speak there. And I got Mincha and Mayer together with Stefan in the Sephardic Shul uh, on 75th and 2nd Avenue. There's a minion over there. Beautiful, beautiful shul. 
and just thinking and contemplating in the middle of the vast Manhattan with all everything that goes on inside the shul, a small little base medrash, able to have mincha marv, able to connect to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You're able to say, "Reino v'nyeinu, ebzeb rifaeinu, es tzemach David avdechem eres atzmiach shma koleinu." That's the true place of greatness. The 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 Archaim says that in the, the in in the oil mayid. All of Klaiso was able to fit into the two Amis between the Bade Aaron, the Bade, the Badim of Aaron. There were two Amis between the Bade Aaron, and all of the 600,000 Yidin were able to, speak, to able to get into that, to that space. Why? Because if a person really understands that spirituality expands and is, is, is everlasting and is forever, while physicality is something which diminishes, it might be, look large in the beginning, but in the end of the day, it really doesn't have value. As a very interesting thought that I mentioned, and I've uh, I've spoken about it. I spoke about it Matzi Shabbos. I was in Baltimore this Shabbos. I didn't realize when I came to Baltimore that this Shabbos was a special Shabbos, not necessarily in a ruchniistic aspect, but this Shabbos was the Preakness race. When I say Shabbos, the Saturday, the Preakness is one of the three large horse races in the United States of America: Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. And as a young boy growing up, Baltimore, I remember, oh, everyone used to want to go, but we were Yidden. We wouldn't go on Shabbos to see the Preakness. But uh, when I came, they were all telling me there's a lot of noise in the from neighborhood from the from the from the music because they have a whole, it's a whole scene. They make a whole party scene out of a whole weekend. And I have to tell you, it was 95 degrees. It was boiling and schmoiling in Baltimore, and people. I don't know exactly how many. They said close to maybe a hundred thousand people that go to this event to see 12 or 10 or 12 horses running around the track for the entire long period of a minute and a half. And the whole entire weekend is a weekend of what people do when they want to be entertained, a lot of drinking, a lot of l'chaims. And I was thinking, how could these people stay out in this boiling hot weather and just kind of like get soaked? The answer is that if you feel this is a value, then you're willing to be most nefesh for it. So no matter how difficult it is, no, this is important. The whole weekend together, all the people, we're going to follow the horse race. And how long is the horse race going to last? It's going to last for a minute and a half. But that minute and a half is important to them because that's really what their value is. Their value is a physical value. And the physical value seems to be the greatest thing in the world. But we have a better understanding. We'd have chiba. We, do not, we that have an understanding that the real tachlis is the ruchnius, is that moment of learning Torah, that ability to daven amincha, that ability to connect with a God, or the ability to connect with our children in a spiritual manner, that is really the essence of life. I said to a certain Yaakov Talmud, if, if you don't have time to learn, you know, every single day, but if you can get just even a minute and a half of learning, even once a day, or if you could get it, if you, once a day would be great. If you can do more than that, a person should do more than that. But if even if you got a minute and a half, but you chose that, that's your value. That's what's important. While I'm here, I have a chavrusa, not patting myself on the back. Very simple thing. I have a chavrusa with my grandson every night. I've been doing it since Reb Chaim was nifter, and we learned the sefer, his Musa sefer, Orchas um, Yosher. And even while I'm in America, we always make a point that I'm able to speak with him on the phone a quarter to ten at night, his time. Sometimes I'm traveling, but we realize that those moments are really the true moments of greatness. That's why the Torah speaks about Midbar Sinai as being a small place. Oh, Amor is really a large place, and really it's uniform. Because the true 
true real greatness is in the oil mayad. True real greatness is in our connection to the base medrash. Those times when we're in the base medrash, those times that even in our houses, where our houses are like a base medrash, that's really what's important. Um, we're getting closer to Shavuos. We'll just end off with this vart that I saw in a sefer that we know we celebrate. We're going to celebrate Shavuos because of the great day that the Torah was given. And the Gemara says in Masech the Shabbos, uh, uh, excuse me, in Masech the Psachim, the Gemara says that Rav Yosef would make on Shavuos an igla tilsa, would make a delicious meat. Uh, wow, a calf that would be cooked and it would be mamish barbecued and he would eat it and would share it with other people. And he used to say, Ilav hayoyma, it wouldn't be for this day, Kama Yosef, Ikebushuk, Kama Yosef would be in the marketplace. And we always are fond of explaining that Rashi HaKadosh points out, Ilav hayoyma, the Lamadati Torah, wouldn't be for this day, which I learned Torah, Venisra Mamti, and I became great, because the Torah raises a person up, then I would be like a regular Joe in the marketplace. But I saw a great insight with a little bit more of a depth to it, that Rabbi Tzal Okayin, the, the, the Dayan of Vilna, who was the grandfather of my Rebbe, Rabbi Nachum, Pertzavetetzal, said over, Truth is, it's a great question. We celebrate Matan Torah on Shavuos, but we know that on Shavuos, the, 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 the luchas that were given on Shavuos, eventually, they were broken by Moshe Rabbeinu. They were turned into Shifre luchas. And only uh, months later, was the Torah re-given on Yom Kippur. Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Harasini, from Harasini, went up on Elul, and he stayed until Yom Kippur, and he brought down the Luchas Shnias. So the truth is, why do we celebrate the Yom Tif of Shuas on a day where the, where the Luchas, where those Luchas are eventually going to be broken? We should rather celebrate it on Yom Kippur. The answer is that there's a value in Luchas Rishonis, even there, if, they, if they were broken. And this is what Rabbi Yosef was specifically uh, excited about. Because we know that the Gemara says, Rabbi Yosef shachach tamudar. Rabbi Yosef forgot all of his learning. Rabbi Yosef himself came to Bechina of a Shivrei Luchas. And a person might say, well, you know what? Maybe I once learned Torah, but then I forgot it. So what is it worth? The answer is, if a person once learned Torah, he has a connection to Torah. He became, he became a klikibel, a receptacle to be able to... He got the Torah inside of him. That Torah message was within him no matter what happens. Rabbi Yosef was saying, Ilav hayoyim, if it wouldn't have been for this day of, of Shavuos, where we see that we celebrate the giving of the Torah, which even though it's going to be broken, but that celebration is still a celebration of a chiba of life, that I'm connected to the Torah, even if I'm going to lose it, even if I'm going to go through Yisurim, even if I'm going to have difficulties. But that is important. And that's why we celebrate the Yontav Shulis as a realization to every single one of us. There's a story, just to illustrate this, that the Chazanish once was in the middle of a very big meeting, and tremendous meeting, which was very, very important, and all of a sudden a person came in, and all the Gedolim were sitting there, and this person was a person that it seems had a mental health issue. He was a tremendous Talmud Chacham, but he had, he had lost his mind. And the Chazanish used to be Makarabim. So the Chazanish stopped the meeting. He didn't stop the meeting, just got up in the middle of the meeting. And he went over to the Yid and said, Ah, Shalom Aleichem. And he went into the kitchen with him. And he sat him down by the kitchen table. And then the Chazanish made for him a glass of tea. And everyone that was in this meeting was bewildered because this is such an important meeting. And, but the, the, the Chazanish took off time just to sit with this person because he said, Shivrei luchas is munachas ba'aren. And this person was a great Talmud Chacham, I have to be mechabedim. 
Rabbi we're getting closer to Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Bamidbar, Shabbos Kodesh, the end of Sefer Vayikra. All of it is a lesson of Chiba, all of it is a connection to, to the Shuas, to the Yantav of Shuas, which is about to come upon us. I want to give a bracha to everybody that we should be Zoycher Mitzvah Shem, to a good Shabbos, and Mitzvah Shem, we should be Zoycher to the Gula Shlema, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos throughout the entire country and throughout the entire world. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.